You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that fix it and take Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on Radio Now. Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook. We are live and local and ready to get things going. I'm actually recording from um, Georgia today. So uh, it's going to be a, a fun day, a fun show. Looking forward to a great show. Um, but uh, nevertheless, we will be. Uh, covering Alabama versus Florida as they prepare for the 2020 SEC championship game. It is the 10th time that these two teams have gone head to head in this matchup. Alabama with the lead uh, of, with five, looking to make it four in a row. First time uh, that would have happened by either team. So Alabama looking uh, to win the seventh SEC title in the Nick Saban era, meaning he's taken home an SEC title uh, half of the time that he's been the coach. Uh, project that out. Uh, over, uh, think about that for a 25 year career, and you're looking at 12 to 13 SEC titles. Nick Saban, once again, uh, putting himself in that very elite, rare air as the greatest coach in college football. As we do each and every day, we want to remind you that this is a day that the Lord has made. So let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone. Love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. I, I got some great questions lined up for you regarding the Florida game. How will Florida defend Najee? How will Florida? How can Florida win this game? Who has to have a big game for Alabama if they're going to win? Who wins the pass rush battle? Uh, can Florida win uh, this game with a? Um, less than stellar run game. Those questions and more uh, will follow throughout today. I want to remind you that you can get in on the program by calling 205-342-9904. The Taco Casa hotline is open uh, for business. Uh, so uh, definitely, definitely uh, give us a call or you can put your thoughts and comments on uh, the social media outlets that we're broadcasting to Facebook uh, as well as YouTube and uh, Periscope. By the way, if you're tuning in on Periscope, it will be going away, but Twitter will be replacing it as well. So we'll continue to broadcast there before we get into I, I know I said I'm over in Georgia and I knew that people would think that that meant that I was going to the SEC championship game, Joe. But I'm actually on a, a, a visit uh, with my youngest son, uh, Simeon. He's visiting LaGrange College. Uh, uh, just a, a, an unofficial visit during this time to, to see the campus. And uh, it's been such a weird recruiting time. But uh, pray that that all goes well and pray for favor uh, up on uh, Simeon uh, today, and I appreciate that. But let's toss it over uh, the glass to Joe. Uh, good morning, Joe. How you doing, sir? I'm not bad today, Martin. 
Yeah, I figured I figured I better go ahead and tell people why I'm in Georgia, because it, it, as soon as I said it out loud, Joe, I figured everybody's thinking um, that I'm over here for the SEC championship game. But uh, uh, more important business today than even the SEC championship. Game. I figured you'd be over there doing the uh, pregame speech for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I could I could handle that now. Don't get me wrong. Uh, go out and kick their butt, kick them right in the teeth, hit them hard. Don't hit them. Don't don't target, but knock the, their teeth loose, and they'll quit. There we go. Go get them. Rose hot. There you go. Record that, <laughs> Coach Saban. Play that for everybody for sure. That'll get them fired up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know all this fancy stuff. Hey guys, you know what to do. You, I mean, you've practiced all year. You've been waiting on this. You, you, you wanted it. Now let's go out there and just, just, just make them quit. That you remember Saban used. You remember one of his first day. I may have been his first day. He wanted people to fear playing Alabama, and we had kind of gotten away from that. Uh, so, uh, so, but now I, I think we're getting back to that. But it's not necessarily just because of our defense, but uh, it's the total package of Alabama football now: offense, defense, and special teams. Well, I tossed it to you for a little uh, true false this morning. I, All right, Martin. Well, well we've seen. Uh, Obviously, with the SEC championship, we've seen a lot of comments come out of the Florida camp about feeling confident that they're going to win, this and that and the other. Uh, Dan Mullen even yesterday said uh, that they'll worry about being in the playoffs after they win the game on Saturday. True or false, Dan Mullen and the others, all the comments, will be up in the Alabama locker room this weekend. Uh, I would say true, uh, you know, starting with uh, Coach Mullen's calling he didn't call him a game manager. He says he does a good job of managing uh, the game. Uh, those comments will will be there uh, on the locker room along with all of the other things. Here, here, here's the difference, J- Joe. You know, Dan Mullins and, and, and their comments about um, they're, they're, they're confident, they're going to win. You ever heard Coach Stalin's uh, statement he made on Ryan, uh, Ryan Fowler's show? He says it's like whistling, uh, walking through the cemetery. Uh, and what that means, Joe, is like like when you walk through a cemetery at night, even though you, you're walking through the cemetery and you're trying to be um, bold and, and courageous, you whistle because you're just a little bit nervous. You know, you know what I mean? So. So, so that's that's kind of what uh, <laughs> what 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 the Florida Gators are doing uh, with all of the talk. They're, they're whistling, walking through the cemetery at night. So, definitely true though. Uh, those, those comments will make it to the board to try to find a little extra edge or, or motivation. Absolutely, and I, I hope that uh, that it works for the Crimson Tide. So, if it doesn't work for the Crimson Tide and Alabama loses, unfor- unfortunately, true or false, Martin. Alabama is still in the playoffs with a loss. Um, I would say that, first of all, you have to look at, uh, did the committee, you know how we say, uh, you you know, you've heard us say, Joe, that the committee is setting up other conferences uh, to make it into the playoffs with how they rate other teams and how they rank other teams. You know, the rest of the nation is saying that about where they rank Florida. That, that that where they put Florida at number seven was as much about Florida as it was. I mean, as much about Alabama as it was Florida. So they gave Florida a lot of love by putting them at number seven so that if Alabama loses, they lost. They would be a one loss team to the number seven team, not to a nine, 10, 11 ranked team. Uh, and, and then you'd have to have uh, the Texas A&M um or uh, a, a two-loss pack, uh, Big Twelve team uh, in in front of Alabama, or you put you know uh, Alabama back into it. So I say true, and I think that uh, the the committee actually was ranking Florida so that it helps Alabama as much as it does help Florida if Alabama were to slip up and lose this game. Absolutely. Well, what, what, one of the storylines this week that's come out is that uh, Jalen Waddle has 
emerged out of his cast and out of his walking boot. True or false, Martin, we have not seen the last of Jalen Waddle in an Alabama uniform. Uh, I'm going to say uh, true that we've not seen the last of him in an Alabama uh, uniform. But I'm not ready to say that we've seen we've not seen the last of him on the football field. Uh, I think without a shadow of a doubt, at a minimum, Jalen Waddle is in uniform uh, on the last game of the national championship. If Alabama makes it to the national championship game, I think without a shadow of a doubt, he will be dressed out, Joe. Whether he plays or not, I do not know. Uh from a medical standpoint, but if he, because I heard the same thing this week that he was out of the boot, riding a bike, you know, looking as good as you would expect, or maybe better than you would expect at this point. But I do not think that uh, at this point, I'm not ready to say he's going to physically play, but I think you will see him dressed out in that national championship game and at least be a threat potentially to play. Well, I certainly hope that for the young man. And lastly, over true or false today, Martin, I know we were kind of worried about whether Christian Harris will be able to play or not. Uh, I know he's kind of had a little practice time this week. But true or false, Martin, Christian Harris is the key to guarding Kyle Pitts this weekend. Um, it, oh, wow. Um. I actually think we're going to use a little different matchup potentially with Cal um, than 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 the linebacker. I will not be surprised if we don't end up with some 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 dime coverage, even to help with Pitts. Meaning that we at times may only have one linebacker in the game uh, with an extra DB. Uh, to help with with Kyle Pitts, uh, especially uh, since he's been out some, Joe, uh, this week, and, and I don't know how much he's going to be there. If if he's 100%, yes, I think he plays an extremely large role into it, but I know that he had limited practice uh, on the first day of game prep, and then the next day he wasn't even out there on the field third day he was back so uh, if he's there I, I, I say yes if he's not there look for us to have a lot more coverage uh, with an extra DB on, on Kyle Pitts well I love it so, I think the hope Alabama uh, I'm sure that coach Saban has a great plan to cover him yeah you know because you know Joe they, they had to have some so that, that without him being there on on the first couple of days they had to be putting in something. Um, and, and, you know, this probably speaks to as much of how, how much, even though Dylan Moses is, is, is really good, that we're not just like Dylan's going to be the guy, um, uh, to, to cover him because I think Dylan would be a better guy in coverage with, um, with Kyle Pitts and he very well may be the guy who does it. It may be Dylan. And, and so when we, when we say, when you and I say, uh, Christian may be key to it. That doesn't mean that Christian's going to be the one that's on him. I think Christian gives us more options. In other words, Christian may be the guy they put on him, uh, especially if they want to. My suggestion is that we physical, we be physical with Cal Pitts at the line. Don't let him be like a wide receiver. Make him be like a tight end. You know how hard it is for a tight end to get off uh, the line because of the physicality. If we play that way, then Christian Harris. But Christian Harris could be the guy that we leave to be that guy in the middle for the run game and then put Dylan out there more in the coverage because Christian is playing much better uh, against the run than Dylan is. Uh, and, and so that may be the way that Christian makes us be able to do it. And without Christian, I don't think we have the luxury of putting Dylan out, uh, out, of, out taking him out of the box. I think you're probably right on that. I think we'll have to see. I, I kind of think that Saban's going to mix up a lot of coverages until he finds the one that works. I, I do too, and I just hope we don't give up a lot of plays, a lot of points, a lot of success to this Florida 
offense while that's happening. That wraps up the first quarter edition of True False. Coming back on the other side, we'll get into some conversation regarding the Alabama-Florida game. Love to get your thoughts and your comments on how do you think Nick Saban's going to approach the Kyle Pitts situation. What are the keys to victory? And, of course, we'll get back to those questions that we have in terms of how they're going to defend Najee and how can Florida win this game. Come on on over here and, and let me hear from you at 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsville Nissan Traffic Center, here we go on a cold December Friday morning. No active wrecks, traffic moving well. If you do see conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. Take advantage of the holiday savings now at Townsville Nissan. Extra rebates and top dollar on your trade. Merry Christmas from Townsville Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. A good supply of sunshine today, the high in the mid-50s at 55. For tonight, fair and cold with the low at 31. Tomorrow, clouds move in, the chance of some light rain tomorrow night, the high 56. Sunday, rain ending during the morning with a high at 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17-plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative Creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Hello, I'm Martin Houston, and I'm so excited about this time of the year because it represents not just football, but the season of the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. On behalf of Harvest Church and the Martin Houston Show, We want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and invite you to join Harvest Church on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 6 p.m. where we're creating and enabling faithful followers of Christ. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Martin Houston Show and Harvest Church. Welcome back to Martin Houston Show. Wow. It's hard to believe that Alabama is uh, on the eve of yet another SEC title. When you look at what's happened with this year's uh, season, Alabama has done everything uh, they could to be the team that's ready to take on uh, the task of winning another SEC title. They've handled their COVID business. Uh, that's the only thing I see potentially derailing this team from a national championship, but they have to take care of business this Saturday against the Florida Gators, a high-powered offense, uh, the best offense they've probably played all year, but definitely the closest thing we've seen to the likes of the Ole Miss team. And Nick Saban himself even compared it to last year, his his terms. This is what Nick Saban said about the Florida Gators in contrast to what Dan Mullen says about uh, our quarterback and offense. This team is as explosive as anyone in the country in offense. Uh, they have really good skill players, really good quarterback, good balance on offense. Uh, Dan Mullins does a great job in terms of calling plays, formations, adjustments, a lot of similarity to LSU style of play last year in terms of the kind of mismatch players that they have. They've done a good job of utilizing all their talent in a very positive way. Nick Saban giving a shout out to the uh, Florida offense, and it will be the biggest challenge Alabama's faced. Uh, possibly all year and possibly since that game last year. So, uh, but let's, let's continue the conversation. If you want to get in on it, I'm going to get back to something we said at the break, uh, right before we went to break. Uh, I was talking, we were talking about in true false, how will Alabama play, uh, Cal Pitts and Curtis Lewis said Brian Branch, uh, Curtis Moore, Said I like that. Uh, I like uh, that Curtis Lewis, Brian Branch is playing lights out, 
And, of course, my comment on that is that uh, I agree that he may draw pits in the dime package. Uh, I do think there's a particular player that is going to have to have an absolute lights-out type of performance, and that is uh, Daniel Wright. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about him. But before we get into that conversation, let's talk to Pat. Pat, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Martin, hey, you've already touched on it a little bit, but I think that just jamming the heck out of him, not letting him off the line of scrimmage is going to be key to winning this ball game. Yeah, I think that that I think you have to make him play. I said play traditional tight end, uh, Pat. And what I mean by that, he may not be lined up uh, in the tight end spot. But one of the things that used to separate a really good tight end from the also rans was their ability to get off the ball. You know, uh, when there was a guy physically hitting them. And and I think that that's where we can maybe have some success against Kyle Pitts is make him work to get open. I, I think Florida does a really good job. I think Trash does a really good job with timing routes and and and, and going through multiple reads. Uh, so if you can throw Pitts off when he's the early option, uh, I think you can frustrate him there, frustrate uh, Kyle uh, Trask as well. And it also allows for a little bit more of uh, the opportunity for the pass rush. If you go back to that old Miss game, Pat, their tight end hurt us, right? And this is the uh, the tight end most likely to do that again. But we did not hit that re- that tight end. We just he was just free releasing, free releasing, free releasing. Um, you know that that that'll be that'll be. Uh, what I think they need to do. Okay. And then the other thing is, is that a defensive line is going to have to be really stepping up this ball game. Hey, they've been playing well, but they're going to have to play great. But, uh, but, uh, but I really, do you not think that Najee and Brian Robertson are going to be able to take the air out of this game in that we're going to be able to control the ball longer drives Oh, so because their 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 run defense is not that good. Well, well, Pat, I, I guess the, the question I do think that Najee starting with Najee because he's a starter, but Najee and the remainder of the running backs are one of the keys to victory. That's, that's what I had when I had uh, asked a question early in the program. Can Florida? Uh, slow down Najee Harris, or how, more importantly, can they slow him down? The question, Pat, is more how will they defend Najee in the running game? Uh, they, they have to pick their poison. Um, one of your favorite players, A.J. McCarron, used to always say one of the things that Coach Saban teaches his quarterbacks is take what the defense gives you. And that's not just – and that, that goes for the quarterback, the, the coordinator – in 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 the playmakers, and so will Florida come out with a game plan to stop Najee Harris? Uh, if if and I know this sounds crazy, but if I'm going to lose a game and the team has both a good off good running game and a good passing game, Pat, I I would rather they beat me with the passing game than the running game. Okay, so so. Najee Harris uh, in Alabama's two toughest games, uh, Georgia and Florida, uh, he has been two of his best games. I mean, Georgia and Ole Miss has been two of his best performances. Uh, and I think he will have that same type of performance because Georgia's going to have Georgia. It's, the game's in Georgia. That's, maybe that's why Georgia's on my <laughs> <Yeah>. line. <laughs> but Florida is going to have to. Um, pick their poison, and if they come into the box to try to stop our run game, then then Mac's going to light them up. Mac is going to light them up, but if they don't, 
Would you rather be on the sideline watching Najee methodically uh, pound you? To me, it's like body blow after body blow after body blow versus a bunch of jabs. And and and, and which one would you rather have? So uh, it, it is very interesting. It'll be very interesting to see which uh, formula Florida chooses. And if they choose to stop Najee, then I think that you'll see Mac and Devontae have uh, the games of their life uh, in, in a big moment. Uh, and, and one of them will take home the Heisman Trophy off of the performance. If they don't, Najee is not going to win a Heisman, but he'll have a Heisman-type night. Gotcha. That, I, hey, have a blessed night, Mr. Houston. Be careful during your drive back. Yes, sir. Oh, Thanks, thank Pat. You. Appreciate it. All right. Let's go ahead and get to uh, Tom. Tom, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Morning, Martin. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. Uh, I'm babysitting, and I got one of uh, kind of <laughs> sleep. So uh, I understand. I, I got to talk a little quieter. <laughs> I understand. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this when your show came on this morning, 1992, uh, the first SEC championship game, and uh, Jay Barker had. Uh, uh, Matthews, uh, Shane Matthews on, uh, his show yesterday and I caught a little of it. And, uh, and, but when you came on this morning, I started thinking about getting ready on Friday before the 92 SEC championship game, the anticipation. Remember how cold it was that weekend? And, Coldest uh, game had to go to, had of to go my to Legion, life. Had to go to Legion Field, freezing to death and all like that. But I called in. Uh, a little bit nostalgic this morning about uh, the feeling we had, all me and my buddies and daughters had about the 92 team going to the championship game and anticipating a, a chance to win the national championship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Are, is any of this making sense? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, well some of the, the anticipation, um, I, I think just because this is such a weird year, uh, yeah. If you had told me, if you had told me before COVID and all of that, um, that we would be looking at a, an undefeated Alabama team playing against a two-loss Florida team, that the Alabama fans would be excited about this game, not just about what could come after it, I would have told you probably not. You know, uh, yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah, you're and right. I, you're right. You're exactly right. You described exactly what's going on in these uh, run-up games to this game. You're exactly right. And uh, but you you remember, uh, of course, Coach Stallings. You know, always had these sayings that would make everybody <laughs> think <laughs> we won ten games, but we ain't won nothing. <laughs> you remember that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and uh, but anyway. Um, I called in. Uh, it's just something similar about uh, maybe it's the ten game thing. I don't know. Uh, well, I, I, no, I think I think what it, it is something similar for, about this year in '92 to me. Am I crazy? No, what I think it is is that um, as good as we were in 1992, you just didn't know how good Florida's offense was. You sure. knew that our defense was good. You knew our defense was dominant. Uh, the, the the major difference between the two is this year's offense is seen as explosive and ours wasn't. But everything else surrounding this game is the fact that um, you 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 literally had a, a team that you thought, oh, my goodness, they have the firepower to score a lot of points. And even though our right. defense has been playing great this year, you still have that same feeling. And you know that if we don't play well, we will get beat. We could have won a lot of games this year if we didn't play well. And, and our offense wasn't necessarily clicking on every cylinder. We can't win this game if offense has 
you know, two or three, three and outs. And, and, and all, we need our offense to play well, and we need our defense to play well, and we need our special teams to win this game. If that happens, Tom, we're going to win this game, you know, by three, four scores. But if we, if it doesn't, if one of those units is off, you may be looking at, you know, a two-score game going into the fourth quarter with Florida with a chance to, to, to do something and come back. So I think that's probably what it is. You're exactly is that, right. Is that offense that Florida has has a legit shot to make this game interesting because the other thing that's in the back of your mind, uh, if, 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 if I'm feeling what you're feeling, is, man, Ole Miss was really the last explosive off- wide receiver passing offensive game we really played, and it was not pretty. So have we gotten better? Are we as good as we we've looked, and we can't know that until uh, tomorrow? You're exactly right. You're exactly yeah. right. That's that, you know the intent in '92. You know we knew we was facing uh, Spurrier, yep, and, uh, <laughs> with a, with a fairly decent offense, and, uh, and and so you know the the you always uh, uh, worried are you going to be able to stop him? Is he going to come up with something? You know that catches us completely uh, off guard, all this kind of stuff, because, you know, he had that history of uh, he would go for so long, then he'd run a trick play. <laughs> yeah. And uh, all that goes into it. But you're exactly right. That, that That's the feeling I have. Thanks, Martin. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate you, sir. Have a good one and roll tight. Roll Coming tight, back buddy. on the other side, we'll continue the conversation right here on the Martin Houston Show. You can get in on it, 205-342-9904. Give us a call. Alabama One, Alabama One, your one, uh, Alabama One Insurance, your one source for all your insurance needs. Give us a call at 205-342-0112, 205-342-0112. We just got a new website, so you need to go out and look at it. It gives you the ability to request a uh, hassle-free, uh, no-obligation quote. That's AlabamaOneInsurance.com, AlabamaOneInsurance.com. Go to that website today, get a quote request entered, and we'll do everything else from there. From start to finish, it can be all digital and COVID-19 safe from start to finish. That's Alabama One Insurance, your source, your one source for all your insurance needs. Tide 100.9 traffic. The Charleston Nissan Traffic Center, we got an update on the wreck on Lurley northbound on the bridge. Reports of at least 10 vehicles involved due to icing. All lanes are blocked, so use an alternate route. If you see other conditions, give us a call. Take advantage of the holiday savings now at Townsend Nissan. Extra rebates and top dollar on your trade. Merry Christmas from Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn 
which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com as peptalks35.com or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. I'm Martin Houston, and I really get excited during football season, but nothing excites me as much as the Christmas holiday season. On behalf of the Alabama One family and the Martin Houston Show, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Please stop by one of our branch locations because we'll be open to serve you throughout the Christmas season. And don't forget, you can visit alabamaone.org. And once again, Merry Christmas from Alabama One, one together. You're back in with the Martin Houston Show, and we've had a lot of discussions over Kyle Pitt and uh, how, how to stop him. I think that Pat said, hey, we need that defensive front uh, to uh, get after the quarterback. I think that is absolutely one of the keys to victory is how, who wins the pass rush battle. Uh, when you look at these two quarterbacks, their success rate, uh, Joe, when you look at it, Mac Jones is successful when under pressure 45.9% of the time. Uh, and Kyle Trask is uh, successful 44.4 under pressure. So both of these guys do pretty good under pressure. But when you go to when they're not under pressure, that number goes up uh, anywhere from 15, like 15 to 20% on both of them. So who can get the guy under pressure and have them being successful less than 50% of the time? Uh, Pat had said to D-line, C.J. Watson, saying, uh, I agree with Pat in that our defensive front will need to get good pressure on trash. This game could get ugly for Florida. Uh, Curtis Moore talking about he's curious to see uh, if Alabama has gotten better at defending elite tight ends early in the season, Texas A&M and Ole Miss tight end made big plays on our defense. How they did, uh, however they did do better last week or uh, the week before, two weeks ago against uh, LSU's Eric Gilbert. Has this team gotten better? Uh, is <laughs> I would say, yes, this defense has gotten better. And Craig Wooden said there's a huge difference in the Bama defense of the Ole Miss game and game 11 now. True, but how much better? I think that this is absolutely um, a better defense than Ole Miss, but this is their biggest test of the year. And my question, Joe, you remember those tests that you took? Um, and like that one unit, uh, that one chapter that you struggled with, uh, then, then after that, that chapter, you really got everything else down and you made A's on all those other chapters, but then you get that, uh, uh, semifinal or the, 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 uh, semester exam and you know, nine of the chapter is really good but that 10th chapter uh you still aren't really comfortable with it but you don't have to worry about that or see that until that chapter is brought back up is that the situation with our tight ends uh, yeah probably so ends. i mean we've been we've been able to uh contain almost everything in offense has been able to throw at us except for uh, a successful tight end and running backs who can leak out of the backfield uh and catch catch wheel routes and you know catch passes out of the backfield and those two things are exactly what florida does so yeah it's yep. going to be the chapter that alabama struggled with all year that they're going to have to uh, make sure that they're up on for this weekend yeah, you just nailed it. It's, it's the tight end, but it's not just the tight end. It's that tight end running back out of the backfield, which a lot of times, Joe, has our linebackers doing what if they're in man coverage, crossing each other. And the, if they, if they, they get confused on their assignment or on their switch or whatever it is, uh, those two have had success. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But let's go ahead and get to um, – 
Lake Martin. John, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Uh, good morning. Uh, Joe doesn't know anything about those tests that you and I fretted over. Joe's a straight A student. He, you know, he <laughs> he just breathe, he breathes through all that kind of stuff. Me and you are the only ones that understand that, Mister Houston. <laughs> anyway, for it, man? <laughs> the conversation is really good this morning, and leading right into, and I appreciate the references back to '92 because, like I've said before, my favorite season. I loved it. And I actually understood football a little bit better back then. We had Curry and Copeland. I mean, the quarterback, we never had to worry about the tight ends and the receivers because he was always on his tail looking at the sky. And maybe you could take this moment to briefly explain to those of us who don't know football, the new football, why it has changed and the defense now, uh, we we can't really just focus on simply – Stacking the quarterback, it doesn't seem. It seems like we have to have changed our expectations on our football teams defensively because of uh, the new offenses. Tell us what changed. Well, 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 like Martin John, it's it's a whole host of things. First of all, the rules have changed. Number one, to the advantage of the offense because offense uh, sells tickets, high scoring sells tickets. So rules have changed in a way to benefit the offense. Back okay. in the day when I was playing, you could you could watch the offensive linemen. If you were in a zone, uh, you could watch the offensive linemen from a linebacker standpoint, and you could quickly make a read on whether it was a pass or a run. Uh, if I was a pass rusher from the defensive front, I could quickly tell by if, if the offense, if linemen took a step back, it was either one of two plays. It was either a pass play or uh, one of three plays, pass play, draw, or screen, okay? okay. That, that was it. But now it can be a pass play, and the offensive lineman can take two steps, and I'm playing run. Well, guess oh. what? Because I have to honor the run because they can still do that. Then guess what goes down? Guess what happens? They're now uh, – the quarterback now has more time because I was thinking it was a run play, but uh. it was, ended up being a pass play. So he now has more time. So that's number one. Number two is you have to just give it to these quarterbacks. And I say you go back to the high school coaches in the seven on sevens. These kids coming out now, uh, Tua Tungavailoa uh, was as accurate as a true freshman as just about any NFL quarterback. So wow. we're guys – and Joe, Joe come, in, come in on this real quick. Joe, would you say that guys aren't necessarily more open today – but quarterbacks in college would still throw the ball and throw them open, and that used to not be a thing as as early as probably ten years ago, maybe five years ago. Guys are being thrown open, back shoulders, fifty fifty balls, all of those types of things. Yeah, uh, quarterbacks these days are uh, more skilled than they've ever been in, in, in football's history, and so uh, they're making throws like that routinely. Yeah, and and I think that's part of it, like Martin John. So you take all of those those combinations. And when I played, you generally had a fullback, a running back, and a tight end uh, yeah. on the field. Now, a lot of times you have a running back, a tight end who has the skill set of a wide receiver or no tight end at all, and you have four or five sets. Most of the time, you have to cover three to five wide receivers, and if you cover four wide receivers, there's a running back that can get out uh, in the flat as well, uh, and that makes you have to cover uh, the entire length of the field and the entire width of the field, and that was not the case. So uh, um, th- thanks for that, Lake Martin John. I had to, I had to get, out of, get, get out of here, but uh, anything else you got for me real quick? No, I appreciate the education. It, it really is a big help. I'll view the game differently. God bless y'all. Hey, praying for Simeon to make good decisions this weekend, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you, Lake Martin John. Coming back on the other side, we'll get to Chuck and Curtis. Hold on. We'll get you in as soon as we get back from break. You listen to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Overflow Express Wash, overflowexpresswash.com. You can find them uh, off of Skyland Boulevard. I know it may be a little chilly outside, but that doesn't mean you still don't want your car clean inside and out. They can take care of it. All you have to do is drive up, drive through, and you'll leave there clean. That's Overflow Express Wash, overflowexpresswash.com.
Tide 100.9 traffic. The Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got an update on the wreck on Lurley northbound on the bridge. Reports of at least 10 vehicles involved due to icing. All lanes are blocked, so use an alternate route. If you see other conditions, give us a call. Take advantage of the holiday savings now at Townsend Nissan. Extra rebates and top dollar on your trade. Merry Christmas from Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Good morning, DCH Medical Director Blake Lovely was the first staff member in DCH to receive the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccination yesterday. The initial vaccinations are for frontline health care workers and first responders. Nursing home staff and residents will receive theirs sometime after Christmas. The general public in late spring or early summer. DCH is treating 153 COVID-19 patients this morning with 33 in intensive care. 11 are on ventilators. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom-sized stone or or custom-shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LL. Thinner. Hello, I'm Martin Houston. And while I get really excited about football season, I love the holiday season even more. Merry Christmas from the Tide 109 family and the Martin Houston Show. Roll Tide. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. Hey, we got three callers. Guys, don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to get to you, get in and out really quick. So, First of all, let's bring in Chuck from Monroe. Chuck, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Oh, good morning, brother Houston. Uh, I, I see you in Georgia. Uh, take, uh, watching out for the young man. Uh, wish him the best. But uh, I was thinking about you talking about Kendrick Wilshire. Yesterday uh, from Duncanville, Texas, going to be signed with you all. who going to be there with, uh, at uh, Alabama. Uh, imagine having him in that lineup tomorrow. With the, but that could have turned into if he had been there right now. He's a big, he's a big young man. Oh, Kendrick Blackshire, yeah, he's, Blackshire, he's young, Blackshire, a big man. young man. He is a he is a massive human being, and suppose he has really good hips for a big, thick-bodied linebacker. Uh, kind of probably remind people of a bigger, uh, not necessarily as tall, uh, Rolando McClain, but definitely a, an imposing oh, figure. So, he sucks. oh yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, and I see uh, Jalen Milrow, uh this quarterback that uh, signed with you all as well. I was looking at that. Yeah, Jalen Miro, he he decommitted from Texas. Uh, yeah. a, a, he's a big guy, too. Six, uh, six two and a half, six three, uh, 200-plus pound quarterback at, coming out of high school. Uh, think dual threat type of guy. Him, him, it'll be interesting to watch uh, he and Bryce Young uh, battle it out. Uh, thanks for that, Chuck. I appreciate you, man. You take care and be safe. All right, you too. Let's bring in Curtis Lewis. Curtis, you in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Looks like Curtis dropped off. All right. Sorry about that, Curtis. Uh, Let's get to Robert. Robert, you in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, it's been a long time. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Hey, I wanted to ask you what you thought um, that Mullen was going to actually change Trask's uh, drop point because I think all year long he's you typically takes five seven step drops and you look at LSU and some other teams like uh, Calamon they all had success with uh, you know three and five step drops quick passes that's that that was their running game um, how do you think he's going to attack us that way? Well, I, I think it's very possible that that could be one of the adjustments that that you see the Florida Gators make. Uh, I. I I was not aware of this. I knew Christian Barmore was having a good year, but he's tied for the SEC lead uh, with six 
uh, sacks this year. Uh, I think uh, you'll we'll see Christian Barmore play more in this game. And here's here's the thing: what makes Christian Barmore so much more dangerous than even a lot of times the elite outside pass rushers? Most quarterbacks, their first choice is to do what? Step up in the pocket. So, right. uh, if, if, and then, and so if we can continue to get that pressure from the outside and force him to step up, I think uh, Barmore and Mathis uh, will have a big time game. And the negative to going to three and five versus five and seven is that we do have a good inside rush, uh, pass rush that I think is better than it was when we played Ole Miss and uh, Texas A&M. So, Robert, it could be that if he does that, uh, then it, it bodes well for us uh, to disrupt him and trash showed in the LSU game. If you hit him, make him make a mistake or two, he can get rattled. Well, I, I think so, too. And, and if you notice that whenever they needed large chunk plays in that LSU game and they went to that deeper drop, they were getting to him. And I think our defensive line is a little, little, little better than LSU. I, I, I would agree with that. You got anything else for me, man? Well, hey, I'm I'm in the car right now and heading down from Maryland to Atlanta for the game. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. Be safe, have fun, and, and pull the tide through. All right, roll tide. Roll tide, Robert. Thanks for calling, man. So much appreciate you being a part of the program. Call back anytime. All right, well, uh, in the two minutes uh, uh, that I have rainy, uh, remaining, a minute or so, uh, I think Alabama – has to take advantage of what Florida does to try to defend Najee Harris. I do not think they can win that battle. If Najee Harris uh, is effective like he's been in all the other games, uh, look for Alabama to roll. We must handle Cal Cal and Kadarius. Uh, that's kind of interesting. Cal Trask, uh, Cal Pitts. And Kadarius Tony, we must take care of them if we're going to win. Look for Daniel Wright has to have a big game. Christian Barmore has to have a big game. We must win the pass rush battle if we're going to take care of business. And the fact that Florida does not have a running game puts them at a distinct advantage, disadvantage in this game. The Alabama Crimson Tide rolls to their seventh SEC title under Nick Saban as well as the fourth win in a row over Florida in this big matchup game. Alabama gets into the 50s, post Florida in that 20-plus range. Alabama more than covers. Roll Tide, catch you on the flip side for the Martin Houston Show, for the guests, for the callers, and for Joe Gaither in Tide 100.9. We say, remember this, trust in the Lord always, lean not your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him. And he will direct the pass. Roll Tide and have a blessed weekend. Hopefully we'll be talking to you as SEC champions on Monday.